Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Generally Casual. This is your co-host, Michael, and coming back to this podcast is my co-host. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Every time. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> and Corey, I've been abducted back into this episode. Back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was... Uh... <sighs> yeah, Richard, just get to the definition. Let's I was dragged through yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, I thought episode 50 was going to be different, but... No. So, some would say that segues from another world. Oh my, why? <laughs> the both of you. You're making me angry. That's All right. A so, <laughs> extra <weird>. segue. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this next two episodes are just going to be. I don't even have puns to describe what it's going to be. Out of this world? Nope. Hey, don't use the same I'm, one again. I'm yep. choosing not to, to play into this. We got to reinforce it. It's um, interstellar a foreigner levels from, of podcast. A foreigner from another land. Wow, distant traveler. Oh, I'm okay with that yeah. definition. But either way, neither one, neither one of those definitions are correct. For a person who's come to your aliens. Um, Whoa! <laughs> 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 um, aliens? Is that what we're talking about, Corey? That was it. I, apparently, it came out of nowhere. I wasn't Extraterrestrials. That. It came out of this world. Wait, okay, that's the third time. We're done with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be said at least three more times throughout this entire episode. Richard was an alien. Um, an alien is a hypothetical or fictional being from another world. So, as part of this... That's we- not the only definition, though. No, that's the one that applies to what we're talking yeah. about. Because the other one, there's obviously foreign-oriented things. Terrestrial beings. Illegal are, aliens. Yes. But, no. Um, well, it depends true, on like... which... Because we've broken our country, our uh, world down into further subsects. So, yeah. countries, states, they can all be considered... The long short is right. an alien is someone that isn't a natural inhabitant of a specific land. And in this land, we're talking about all our land. That we're talking humanity about Earth. Talking about Earth. Inhabits. Earth. Yes, that's why I said our land. This land is your See, land. I knew he was going to say that. Anyway, <laughs> um, we decided to make this subject a two-parter. Mm. And we start in this episode with something that a lot of people are very commonly known with aliens in movies and kind of Hollywood depiction of aliens. And then the next part we'll go into the other side, not Hollywood. Quote unquote. Things. Yes. Real. Exactly. They're out there. With real footage. Yeah. Real can, audio footage. Can you real hear, audio footage. You can hear the apostrophes just <laughs> hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're not trying to prove anything. Wait, so, uh, we're, we're going to talk about it next time more, but like quick yes or no. Believe in aliens? No. Well, not in the traditional sense. Okay, Richard? <laughs> uh, Maybe. And the reason why is actually has we're gonna to do have with, to discuss it in the yeah. next. We can't go into no, no, it no that's any okay. The, yeah, this yeah. is this it's is the along in, the same lines as what Corey's. This is tying yeah. you to the next podcast exactly. as well. So you have you got to listen to the next podcast to hear our answers. You, you get a little tease. I am a strong indications towards yes. Okay, cool, but not yes. I, I think you're you and I are probably in the same boat. Yes. But okay, I'm, how I about? Think I'm more we make this well a little versed. more interesting so okay. that we can kind of segue into our actual High, topic. Highly unlikely, uh, no. 
<laughs> do we believe in aliens in the depiction like depictions we've seen in film gray big eyes no no actually any, in general no um i no. don't believe in those because most of the depictions actually in movies rather than tv shows brains are not grays the the ones that you literally just described the big-headed big-eyed yeah. that that was like a mars attacks pretty close yeah, yeah. kind of uh, I, I would say uh, X-Files aliens are kind of the closest that you would be nah, to nah. what... You know what it is? South Park aliens. I mean, that's the same thing. Those are, yeah, those are yeah. the same thing. <laughs> so, in movies, though, because obviously no. that's what we're talking about here today. You know from you, Absolutely Michael? Absolutely not. No? No. No. Uh, I actually would say that if there are aliens, it's probably more likely that it would be along movie lines. So a controversial opinion that we'll go into mm. next time. Next episode, it's just yep. Richard and Michael, and we've dropped our third person. <laughs> yep. who, who knows what that is? <laughs> he was too skeptical <laughs> for his own good. I mean, technically, I am the only alien in this room. Alien to America, North America. That is true. Yeah. That, that is. So you got to bring well, me along. Yeah, it's part of the show now. Wow. He could be a real alien as well. He I, could be an alien to this world. We as well. could all oh, be. You don't know. Yeah. That's true. I know. Yeah. But you don't. Wait. But Richard, uh, if <laughs> yes. you can give me a brief history of aliens in movies, because I am not a alien sci-fi movie watcher guy outside of like the cool ones. So there's kind of two parts to the history of aliens, um, because. People are probably more familiar with what aliens are now in movies, and that would literally be like the movie series Aliens, mm-hmm. or a Predator, or um, things like that. They're non-humanoids, uh, yeah. for the most part. So, a long time ago, in the 50s and before, um, they didn't have the budgets or abilities to create special aliens effects. and special effects. So most of them back then were actually humanoids. Um, the first depiction actually being in uh, 1902, which was a French film that uh, was made in reference to a Jules Verne story called A Trip to the Moon. Um, and it was done by a French director, uh, Georges, I believe how you say it is, Millet. Millet. Yep. There we go. It was a black and white silent film. Um, most people are probably familiar with the still picture of, uh, a moon with the face on it, with a rocket ship in its eye. It's a pretty famous picture that is from that movie. Wow. Um, and in that movie, they, uh, the crew that's on the ship, um, that goes to the moon finds, uh, moon creatures. And actually they're literally just human beings dressed up in costumes. Oh, Mm. I thought you were going to say mice. No. Because the moon's made of cheese. Oh, no. Um, they called them uh, selenites. Um, either way, it, it the, and I already kind of said the the very famous pictures, the rocket strikes in the eye. But then after that, they kind of um, took small breaks. They were kind of just used as like a hey, space is an exploratory area, so we don't have the special effects to be able to do this stuff. So we're gonna kind of take a break on it till the fifties. Got it. Uh, the fifties was uh they used uh hg wells they still used jules verne a lot of the stories to influence what the movies were but being that it was 50s was big in an american cinema they started underlying 
uh, political commentary into their movies. So the day the earth stood still was literally about a humanoid alien who brought a robot with him. That was the big bad robot that would, was able to uh, 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 like vaporize things with his vision and stuff. Yeah. But the, the plot of the, the movie was basically this alien came to earth to uh, warn earth that said, Hey, you guys are on this path of destruction with this nuclear arms race and everything that's going on. And you guys need to not do that. So I'm here to tell you, you can either join what's going on in outer space and have peace on earth or everywhere else in the universe is worried about you. So you're going to get destroyed. Mm. And it was supposed to be, which most of the movies back then were uh, uh, talks on McCarthyism and red scare and all these other things that were like, Hey, it was a political be, be commentary sort of movie yeah. about like ex, uh, escalating weapons Tensions and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, which um, that also had uh, War of the Worlds and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Which, Both of those were very similar. I would like to say, because it's one of the bits of information I know, that War of the Worlds actually came from a 1938 radio documentary. Yes. Which scared the pants off people. Yeah, uh, because they all thought it was real. And yet again, it was written by H.G. Wells. Yeah. And so when the radio documentary came out, it's basically what the movie the movie's based on. Uh was basically a radio documentary that aliens had touched down on the planet and they were starting to invade and destroy everything. <laughs> and people were like, Oh god, aliens are here and they started freaking out and like all the people who were at the radio station were like, Yeah, we didn't think this was gonna cause a panic. Everybody we thought people were just gonna listen to it for fun. And people freaked out. <laughs> I'm assuming that's because up until the time there weren't much in the way of like sci-fi slash alien uh, radio recordings. Well, there was a like the only other one I know is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which was another radio show. But but that was way later. Yeah, that was in the 80s. Oh, that was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, and most of the stuff was done by book, so that's why like Jules Verne and H.G. Wells were like the really big authors of the time that were kind of out there science fictiony stuff because science fiction wasn't really a thing previous. yeah so so exactly what you're saying Corey. yeah that's probably why it caused a panic because normally people would be listening to the radio for news news or, or music, music yeah. yeah they weren't exposed to that kind of stuff so they follow kind of the the preset thing that i talk about invasion of the body snatchers is basically the same thing that's actually where the term pod people came from um basically a spore came down to earth and created these pods which would then replicate humans and the only difference between them is that these pod people would have zero emotions. And then it was an alien invasion movie, which was obviously slightly different. Technically, The Day of the Earth still was not an alien invasion movie because they didn't invade. They just came down and we said, we're, um, we come in peace. It's an intervention kind of thing. Exactly. And that's why, that's why the thing is, versus the invasion of body snatchers was like more red scarish. Make sure you're reporting everything. Beware uh, of the skies, like the enemies yeah. are among us type yeah, of thing. Very, yeah, very on the nose with the whole uh, like spies and uh, exactly. all that con- communism invading America and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Interesting. Um, there was another one of note, and it's actually because they technically redid the original story. And that was in 1953. Uh, there was a movie called The Thing from Another World. Um, which was based off of a 1938 novella called Who Goes There, and it depicts a shape-shifting alien. 
Um, but it was actually redone in the 80s by John Carpenter called The Thing. Yeah, and that movie single-handedly changed, like, monster movie effects for The forever. other thing about it, and this is what I didn't realize when I was doing the research, is The Thing from Another World, they took the story and then adapted it to the political stuff again versus that's why John Carpenter, one of the reasons why John Carpenter wanted to redo it because he made it more faithful to the actual story. Oh, the actual score is super creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I saw that movie late on late at night as a young kid and it creeped me out. Like I I only saw bits and pieces on it because it was on TV and I managed to turn the TV on one night when I couldn't sleep and man, that freaked me out because the whole idea of like shape-shifting aliens to me was so foreign to all the other alien things that I had seen at the time. And it's really creepy the way they they do it, where it's kind of like shape shifting, but also assimilation. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Is like it yeah. assimilates you into it. Yeah, and then it just goes, okay, I have all your memories. I am you. Go. And it's also one of those, the especially the eighties one is one of those movies where the opening scene you're kind of left with this after you're done watching the movie. You're like, oh, this was that the whole time, and that's why they mm. were doing this, which is kind of cool. Um, and the the later one, the one that came out that was after. actually the prequel, right, yeah. uh, adds a lot to uh, the 1982 version as well because it, it kind of um, gives you a bit more preconception of what's kind of happening and you can kind of appreciate the direction that the movie goes. Because if I'm not mistaken, that has to do with the actual Norwegian team that was there beforehand. That found, the found a, it. The alien yeah. that, and that was frozen and in ice. It, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the 82 version, right, they it's a team that comes into an ice station. and Yes, they are checking kinda... up on said Norwegian team, which is then just a bunch of bodies. And then, yeah. yeah. Good movie, though. Yes. Yeah, so, after the 50s, yet again, it's more along the same lines. They didn't really, it wasn't really that big of a thing, Aliens, until the 70s mm-hmm. when Star Wars came out. And then almost reinvigorated the sci-fi genre as a whole. Uh, there were tons of different aliens in that movie. Obviously, the production value was crazy. But other than The Day the Earth Stood Still, this is also a iteration where there are not predatory aliens. It's a huge society of different peoples and beings together rather than one predatory alien attacking things which is a big theme in the 80s um alien like uh a lot of the aliens were either (laughs) mimicking human society or mimicking alien uh animal society and then they had those two aspects whereas later on in the 80s you have sort of these um almost like civilization breaking kind of aliens introduced that are like apex predator style. Well, and obviously the opposite predator. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But I was going to say also star Trek had similar stuff um, in the TV show as well. Borg. There were no, I'm talking about the original series. Oh, okay. Um, Borg, which had like reptile like aliens and, and other things like that on different planets. People with many wrinkles in their foreheads. Yeah. Yeah. True. (laughs) <laughs> um, and the movie continued on uh, the movies for Star Trek also continued on, in those fashions as well so you had a mix in Star Trek technically you had a mix in Star Wars but it was a lot more like societal based mm-hmm. and less predatory 
And then we get into the other ones, which is Alien, um, Predator, um, where it's literally just Even practically still, a gore fest. Was, I, I feel like is a society-based one. It's just a warlike barbarian society, whereas Alien itself is kind of was the more terrifying one because they don't rely on technology at all. They are literally just like the ecological, I came here to mess things up kind of thing. Well, and that's actually what I find fascinating about the Alien series is they did it. The the movies are kind of in reverse order. Mm -hmm. If you watch the most recent films, it gives the prehistory of what the species is. Prometheus and uh, Alien Covenant both cover that. Oh, I haven't watched that one yet. Well, actually. and it's it's something like the fact that the aliens are a part partly a society, but they're all they also basically assimilate others' DNA into themselves, right? So technically, they're a bioweapon. So they From weren't like ever or something, right? Yeah, they were uh, like a progenitor species or like a really old ancient species of alien that supposedly then created humans as a slave race but then there was a split in their society where some some of them said we can't keep using these people this way and then the other one's like yeah we can and so then there was a civil war between them and one of the two factions created a bioweapon to exterminate humans altogether so they created this perfect being it does it pretty well <laughs> well and that's the thing is the original in prometheus the original alien thing isn't even the perfect species. No. It, it comes in Covenant where literally there's an android that makes them the perfect weapon. And throughout the seri- the alien series itself, they continue to change. And mm-hmm. like some of the more terrifying moments are the moments when <laughs> it does change. Because yep, you're kind of like, hey, I, I know what's going to come out of this. And then it comes out and you're like, oh, oh that, what is that thing? that's a little different to the yeah. one I knew. And there's like different versions of them as well, right? So in Aliens 3, um, originally there was actually supposed to be a bunch of different kinds of aliens actually to market the toys. There was supposed to be a dog alien and like a bull alien, like all these different animal hybrids. Um, but then they kind of scrapped it. So they released the toys because we actually have one of those toys. Yeah. Um, they're literally the dog alien, which was like a bright orange uh so you know the like the regular aliens when they run on all fours yeah it was like a thicker version so it would only stay on all fours but also had the tail and it was bright orange got it um there's the one from mortal kombat (laughs) isn't that just regular alien yeah but it it has uh because all the aliens have a certain adaption from the species that they grew up inside true um because there's a predator alien too yeah, yeah 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 um i think that was in like avp2 yeah that they showed that they were like this is terrifying um, I thought was cool. It's got like a little bit of a bunch of different aliens out there. Where it's like it assimilates, but it also looks very insectoid. Yeah, and I don't like that. <laughs> well, and and obviously the whole thing with that species of alien is they're just supposed to be a scourge of the entire universe. Yeah, they're supposed to be the perfect killing machine that can go around. Well, I mean, with blood that has acid, it makes sense. Like they can melt things even as you kill them. And it, it de- the theme of it definitely, especially when you mention. How you get into later movies, which are actually precursor movies, it kind of shows how, like, once you build build a weapon that's too good, that society has a tendency to be its own, bring around its own destruction because of that. Now, exactly. Now, can I say this is the complete opposite of ET? Yes, because ET did not come down to invade. Well, and that was the crazy <laughs> thing about the '80s is aliens, alien movies really split off in a bunch of different directions. ET 
became literally the one uh, one of the highest grossing films of all time because not only the cast but the alien itself was done really well and was like this we love you you're such a nice like funny thing and like we have to send you home and hated it so it's like a heartwarming story my finger elliot elliot um and, and so it's a completely different take on on what we've seen previous on other alien movies as well which was really interesting well it was directly like for the most part a friendly movie and a friendly alien as well it like, had the same take as casper the friendly ghost where they were like hey you've seen a lot of horror movies it's just misunderstood have you seen those ghosts that like to help people <laughs> i think the funniest thing about et is that it seems like this alien is mostly inept but then randomly <laughs> will have bursts of like ridiculous technology adaptation it was the original judge Jar binks yeah. uh, exactly <laughs> but then then when the the ship comes at the end uses giant like crazy technologically advanced ship come to pick up the et thing i feel like et was a child maybe uh, like, I, I, I wouldn't doubt that's that. probably a child alien. although let, let's put it to today's standards i mean little baby yoda has is much more well off than et <laughs> oh of course <laughs> When you add the force and everything becomes better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked about Mars Attacks a little bit. They they went a comedic route, and that was in the 90s, um, where they took as stereotypical Hollywood alien as you could get. And... Map, map, map. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, very, uh, like, on the nose, like... Hey, this is how America probably would respond to this. And yeah. like the aliens probably came down like just to check things out and then they got royally annoyed because of the response and then kind of doomed the whole planet because yeah. of that. Comment commentary on a lot of different it's stuff. It's true. And alien alien weaponry we know destroys everything but the bones. That's true. Yeah. It just that, leaves that's skeletons. A, that's what Mars Attacks taught me. Yeah. It was like, hey, this they, gun. It de- destroys everything but your bones, and all that's left is a skeleton. Why does it do that? You they think it'd the be calcium? Yeah, well, that's. <laughs> it just destroys muscle fiber and epidermis layers. <laughs> they really hate protein. They love calcium. Yeah, that's why they pick up all the cows in that movie. They want the milk. They want the milk. Oh, I, we'll probably talk about this more, but that's another thing. So the aliens is literally taking the bones out of cows, so they're just meat sacks. Yeah, yeah. So. See. Calcium. Yeah. yeah. We figured they it out. I love it. Weirdly enough, that's also like what... There's that uh, Futurama episode all about the, the were beast that just sucks up bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or the uh, uh, chupacabra. Yeah. Similar thing. Just eat the bones. Like goats. Yeah. And boats. The, bon- the um, bones of goats. So they're... During the 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way kind of up to date. Now, so alien movies and sci-fi movies have taken kind of big old... Uh, chunks so they have exploration of space is the focus uh exploration of the aliens themselves or the aliens interaction with humans so most of the alien movies in general cover those three areas um and that's the thing it's like i would consider star wars an exploration of space it's because it shows you so much in a bunch of different planets but most of the societies, because the aliens have, are embedded in society, it's not an exploration of aliens themselves. It's, okay, what's going on in, this, story. In, this, in this universe? Yeah. Um, um, but that makes sense, too, because you think Star Wars, Star Trek, 
probably Battlestar Galactica as well yeah. would be a fusion, I guess, of exploration and interaction with aliens. Yeah. Um, and then you have the interaction with aliens themselves where it's stuff like Starship Trooper. Um, yeah, I'd say Predator is one of those two because it's it's about... It, you want to find out more about the alien it's, and throughout all of the predator series it's it's about respect for the the predator itself yeah it's not about really the interaction with the humans as much that's true yeah um and then also kind of like um the movie we watched last night which yeah. was terrible uh close of counted's no, 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 no. The fourth For, kind. The fourth kind. That the I got the close encounters of the fourth kind, yeah. not the third kind. <laughs> it, also, just chop off the beginning. Why Why was the movie called the fourth kind? They, well, well, we'll tackle that more in the next podcast, but there are different levels of alien interaction, and uh, the fourth kind is abduction. God, oh, there we and go. And the third that kind is a different sense. one as well. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the movie that we watched, the it very much throughout the entire film, you were like, well, I want to see this alien. And so we don't really see it, which was really irritating to su- me. Surprisingly enough, that actually segues really into the other movie I wanted to really mention about frustrating uh, aliens, which is Signs. They <laughs> they throughout that entire water. movie they cherry pick <laughs> these little tiny things like oh there's a glimpse, and then blah blah blah, and then as soon as they show the alien at the end of the movie, they're like now we know how to also defeat this alien. It's like then what was the whole point of the entire movie? Like it's supposed to be the scary thing. And then it turns out they show up here to, you know, annihilate humanity and they're allergic to water. <laughs> they show up on a planet say- that's two thirds covered in water and they're gone now. But like I was going to say, like when they see them, they know their weakness. I was like, what is this like a video game fight where they have a glowing red weak spot on their body? somewhere? <laughs> More or less, <laughs> except for the glowing red weak spot is their entire body. And you just shove water in any direction towards them. They really hate the rainy season. Like that's the worst for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys were going to get into talking about like monster alien movies, but I made like a tiny list of them. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like A Quiet Place is another new movie. Don't ruin that for me. I gotta watch. That I haven't still. seen no, it yet. Well, okay, you guys have seen it, but you guys know it's an alien movie. Yes? Nope, I did not kind know. Of. Okay. I knew it was a monster movie. And- okay, it's a monster movie. It's now ruined for me. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I've I'm got passive aggressive eyes. I'm going to take right out <laughs> Corey's audio track right now, so it's like he was never here. Uh, so Richard, you and I are going to talk about this movie you haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they're starting to do a lot more movies that are a take on aliens, at least modern day movies, where they're more used. Example: Cloverfield's another one. Yeah, where they're using aliens as a quote unquote monster instead of like natural born monsters, like Godzilla. Sort of. I mean, because Godzilla technically was born of the Earth. Yeah. The- uh, and then now they're starting to do ones where like. Well, these creatures are coming down from space and landing on Earth, so technically they're aliens that just arrived, like Ghidorah. Like Ghidorah's an alien. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, Pacific Rim's another one where yeah. it's like interdimensional aliens coming to this, which also we'll works cover out really in the next, for next time too. Yeah. Cover that in the next episode. That's, <laughs> that's a really interesting thing to mention too. Yeah. Um, and we also have another one. Uh, we we have a uh, Starship Troopers. Which is another spoof. It's kind of like Mars Attacks, where it's like supposed to be kind of funny, but also really graphic and horrible. Except for that the books themselves were... So... I read the books, too, but forever. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like all of the little news news things throughout the entire movie 
that's really what the books were more about. They're like historical references yeah. and things like that, as opposed to well, it also the, really reminded the movies me of, took a '90s trope and basically went, we're gonna make everything over the top. Yeah, well, it's kind of like if the Zerg from Starcraft yeah. evaded the, your world. And there's a really good like short out there, I think, by Rocket Jump that basically was like, this is what it would look like. And what I like about Starship Troopers is that unlike a lot of the other Alien movies, even though it was a little bit more comical, except really gory and graphic. Uh, they were showing off an intelligent uh, race that was invading other planets slowly by launching hurdles of their eggs onto other worlds. Yeah, through what, asteroids, basically? Yeah, they just would launch asteroids full of eggs and bugs onto other planets. And there wasn't a quite intelligent about that because they're bugs, obviously, but it was like this weird, like sentient race that was hierarchical so you had the the brain at the top and then slowly you had the workers and the almost soldiers. like uh independence day didn't well they, they had they a queen they had a queen structure yeah, yeah it's like hive, a hive mind, which sort of technically thing. the book uh, ender's game and actually the movie ender's game was kind of the same way too they had a specific um brain or like a, a mother and then everything else would act like its appendages, basically. So they were a collective consciousness. Which I actually really like the way Ender's Game, because I figure... Uh, I'll do it board No, podcast. We say that a lot. But that <laughs> uh, that's my good theory on what will eventually happen to us on Earth, is that we'll be like, oh, there's an alien! Hi, alien! They're like, you said hi to us. That's the worst thing you could ever do to us. And a then we just get in a, a yeah, miscommunication that leads to a war. Which is uh, which is basically what Ender's Game was. Well, and actually, the funny thing is, is that's exactly what Arrival, the movie, was as well. <laughs> which Arrival uh, really took a different take on alien movies altogether, along the same lines that Close Encounters of the Third Kind did. Basically, aliens in Arrival they interact literally directly with uh, the planet. There's twelve ships that land on Earth. And they're these like weird cephalopod aliens that are behind glass, and they each team sends scientists into the ship to try and communicate with them, and so it's a language barrier issue. And as it, I mean, spoilers for the movie, but basically, as it turns out, all twelve ships only had part of the message, so they wanted society as a global society to uh, exchange information to then figure it out. And then the language itself was like a weird time dilation thing, and the aliens wanted help because in three thousand years they they wanted to make sure that humans would be there for them to solve their problem. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's so strange. Yeah, that is a cool concept though. It was it, it was a really good movie. It was al- just depressing. It's but. almost like a uh, the aliens treated our own planet as an escape room for us. It does like, kind they gave of us more or less what it does. They're like, here's a puzzle. Yeah. Hopefully you figure it out. Because if you don't, we're both mutually what? insured for hey, destruction. Guess what? You got a long time to figure it out. So please uh, help. <laughs> well, and versus Close Encounters of the Third Kind took the uh, stereotypical approach and basically said these alien beings, and they're actually the closest other than the X-Files aliens in terms of movies that were closer to what depictions of aliens yeah. are. They're tall, thin big-headed type beings with large eyes yeah but the whole thing is is uh uh throughout the entire movie it's different perspectives of people and then they end up falling on this person who i think lives in montana or something um but they figure out the language thing is music based and then this mothership comes down and 
releases basically a bunch of people that they abducted over the course of many years. And strangely, they never aged. And they do an exchange program, basically, where they're like, all right, well, we know what they're here for. So here's a group of people that we want to go explore your ship. And then the main the main character in the movie basically is like, I'm going to go, too. So then he goes with the aliens and they give him a handshake and blah, blah, blah. And they play the keyboard. And they go, bop, 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, bah, 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 bah. There was an there important question because it also starts with A. Um, is talking about an incredibly different movie from anything we've talked about. I don't know if you guys have seen Annihilation. No, I haven't. Uh, Natalie, okay. Natalie Portman. I have yeah. not watched it. Okay, well, I, I don't care about this movie and spoil that you guys bought it. That's right. Um, that movie was all about... An alien that had touched down on Earth in one specific part of the world, and then everything around it had suddenly started to increase its evolution, and every every organism and species, plants, animals, anything that was in here would suddenly cross their DNA. Mm. So you had... Like a, a gator with elements of every single animal that was living in that in that area, it was like starting to suddenly grow like shark teeth and multiple legs and all these and start growing a lot larger. Cross contamination yeah. to the extreme. Yeah, to the extreme. Uh, when a person walked in, you might have seen it from the trailer, but like they they crossed with a plant, and so they just turned into a like almost a hedge that looked exactly like a person. What the heck? Um and. Like, as you adventure through this movie, you, like, like it's super strange. It's basically all about the interactions that are happening inside this bubble that you had to walk through. And all about, like, Natalie Portman slowly making it her way through while her crew basically gets... Annihilated. Eaten, annihilated, changed <laughs> in some way. And it all goes back down to, like, this root alien that looks... The end of it was very, like, signs-ish, where it was like, And now here's the alien! Do we know any more facts? Nope. Okay, the movie's over. Yep. Uh, and it was like this mysterious alien artifact that actually landed in this area that was uh. trying to terraform the section for whatever species it was. Mm. Um, and I don't know. It's a very weird movie. Yeah. But All the dead space. Was it worth a watch, though? It was really fun, yeah. yeah. I, I would say the movie's much better to watch for the interactions that you see leading up to the end. The end was just like... My brain was like, I, I don't have time to think about this. But everything leading up to it was like, this is very interesting because so, of how beautiful the movie is. So that kind of leads me into uh, what I want to toss you guys because I definitely have a movie I would recommend to people if they haven't watched it already. It's called The Fourth um, Kind. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> nope. That one's on our please do not watch list. Yeah, that's the, hey, do you have an hour and a half to waste? Waste it differently. Don't, uh, don't watch that one. It's uh, too much to waste. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have probably seen it already, but if you haven't, go out and watch District 9. Oh, I enjoyed okay. that movie a yeah. lot. Um, it was very much one of those movies that the first year that it came out, maybe two years, it was kind of very underappreciated. And it didn't make as much as they were hoping, so nothing really went anywhere with that movie um, until now. They're yeah, gonna they're apparently going to make a sequel, but yeah. it's District what, Ten. What I think that's actually what it's called. Ten, ten years later now. Or? Well, he, uh, the director, did multiple other films set in the universe. Uh, uh, Choppy, I think, is Chappie? one. Chappy, and yeah. then the uh, Chop. 
There is another one that I don't remember what it was called, but he's done two other films. Chaplin was good. But too. yeah, uh, District Nine just is like a brief synopsis, and if you haven't seen it, um, I really enjoyed because essentially it's like this <laughs> this uh, race of aliens that were essentially refugees. Something happened to their ship. Uh, they became stranded on Earth in South Africa, and uh, <laughs> just had to be South Africa, of course. But they ended up building this alien district around where the ship was. Um, you had these alien slums set up, and then this UN-ish kind of governmental thing, government thing yeah. sort of would regulate that area, and you had the aliens that they would call slanderously prawns because they look like weird cockroach prawn alien monsters um and you essentially follow the story of this this poor guy having his day just ruined um, yep that's yeah about, that's about it, it. Yeah. without spoiling anything his day just gets really ruined uh and he has to try and interact with these creatures that have been oppressed for a very long time. And mm. it's really interesting seeing it on the other side because normally it's like aliens come in and they're the dominant force, whereas this has kind of had the script flipped on it a little bit. And also, oh, yeah. there, there's like some quick flashes of the ship too, and it's it's interesting that it kind of does that Star Wars thing where like the ship and the people, for the most part, look like very old advanced technology. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we've got a flying ship. But it looks like it's gone through the ringer and back. It's, it's a piece of junk. It looks yeah. like what you... If I told you that there was a spaceship and its job was probably like drilling oil in an asteroid, Cargo that's kind of yeah. what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. It, it looks like a flying oil rig. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And for me, it sets up a really cool and interesting premise, and it does a lot of world building yeah, absolutely. that I hope will continue in the in the next iteration whenever it does come out. One well, and Hollywood and entertainment itself has shown aliens in all sorts of manners. I mean, you have from Halo, where basically a giant universal war had started between the quote unquote human race and the Covenant, and then Flood and literally everything else out there wants to just murder each other right to something like district nine where it's like you know aliens they're trying to escape they're refugees here and you know they can't back get back to the ship they can't you know they can't rescue themselves and the remnants of their technologies here which is still advanced like the weapons in the, in the movie were like that's a little ridiculous yeah but they're, they're not capable of helping out humanity because they're starved uh, you know, thirsty, mal- uh, I think there are mal- a lot of mountain nutrition with them. And it's just like this intersection between the two, literally an alien race that we know nothing about. Yeah. Except still learn how to be cruel to. Yep. Well, of <laughs> so what about you guys? Do you guys kind of, because obviously Alien, if you haven't watched Alien, go watch that movie. Like it's a giant movie in the franchise, but if, Hello, if you guys have any Hello, sort of underappreciated gems or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it, like even weird kind of movies that you just enjoyed that Hello, fall into the alien I mean, category definitely go see Spaceballs. i mean that's just that's a real alien don't yeah. don't have the soup though <laughs> <laughs> inside joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. go um, watch the movie you'll get it um i think i have more books nowadays that i'm a lot more happy about you know, reading like Armada is one of my favorite 
uh, alien pieces of entertainment, where it was basically what uh, the last Starfighter is what it was ba- basically. Yes, like the story of. Also, I enjoy. It's very very eighties, but that is a great movie. Yeah, the last Starfighter. Yeah, yeah. I I love Lots all the oh yeah all the iterations of aliens. Uh, there's also another one. Uh, this is this is my own like secret terrible like <laughs> that's okay. out there. What was it called? We a guilty pleasure alien movie. Yeah. Um, Full circle. Yeah. Bartum. Um, it's uh, it's called John Carter. It's from Disney. Oh. And it's a terribly rated movie, but I think it's very fun because it doesn't make any sense, but it is fun to watch. Just how ridiculous it, it is. is. Very like old live action Disney movie feeling there. yeah like it's a saga ish kind of feeling thing it feels like it should have probably been three movies mm-hmm. um but it, it was like they saw avatar and they're like did it come out before or after avatar i think it came out before thinking. i think it came out before yeah. yeah but it was like they kind of went back forwards in time and saw avatar and then came back in time and then we're like yeah we can do that <laughs> <laughs> and they just we're like, yeah, let's, but let's make it a cowboy. And then who oh can boy. jump around Mars for some reason without breathing? Yeah. Yeah. Also, his real body. What? Why does he have two bodies? Why, why does he have an Earth body in a Mars? Whatever. I could not explain how. <laughs> I, of the I stuff will in that still movie. watch that movie just to have fun because it's just a fun it movie. It is fun. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's fun. It was more fun than the movie one we watched last night. I wouldn't expect any fun out of the fourth kind at all. Yeah. That you was not supposed I, to be a fun. I movie. wish they redid John Carter as a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> hey, then it would have been the fourth kind. Or they keep showing fake, or I mean, sorry, real footage. Uh, <laughs> so before we get into that destruction of terribleness, because that's how we're going to finish, is. Oh, yeah, end on a bad note. Yeah, that's exactly. Good. Do you have a favorite alien movie? Uh, I mean, I've kind of already said them, but uh, the thing for sure, I really enjoy oh, that no, movie. Um, Aliens, which is the second Alien movie, the one with an S on it. Yes. Uh, and to be honest, after having watched the entire Aliens series multiple times, um, the only reason why I put Aliens over Alien is because um alien falls prey to uh movies of its time like stanley kubrick type movies where they're very drawn out and slow paced Mm -hmm. and for audiences of that time it made a lot of sense to do that because you want to build the tension in the movie and alien does a great job of building that tension chest bust a moment was like horrific well and funny little story about that they actually didn't tell any of the cast that that was going to happen. So all of the reactions in that scene in Alien are all real. Well, they're also taking a little bit off of Jaws, right? Of trying to slow play monsters mm-hmm. because of how well Jaws did. Going, we're not going to show you the shark. Even even though the real reason behind that was because the because, shark was broken. Well, but, and extremely expensive. Yeah, but it does play what really well in the movie. Even with Alien, is like they slowly introduced you to what the real species is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the main thing that Just I like about Aliens is they expand the universe in an interesting way, but then show you the other side of what's going on. Mm-hmm. They, You kind of get this little piece in Alien. Okay, there's these uh, planetary miners. They work for this company, Whalen yutani and this is what's going on. Oh, weird. Something changed. Oh, my God. What the heck's going on? Stay away and, from the eggs. And then in Aliens, you already know what happens in the first one, and they... Re- get into Ripley, it faster. yeah, and say, 
she's telling you no from the very beginning and then you see oh it's this evil corporation that's like oh we we want this thing because we want to be able to do bad things with it and then you get to see the other side where it's these uh homeboy marines they're sent there to be like all right we kill a whole bunch of different bugs and stuff and they're like nope we've never dealt with anything Um, like this um uh, on another note can i put forth an uh, uncontroversial opinion Uh uh-huh predator is a boring movie the first one yeah it's very boring it's it's a slow-paced movie because again they try to do what jaws did but it's like 50 minutes of like well, you, you see it more, but I mean, like, it's basically 50 minutes worth of Marines walking through a jungle yeah. before you finally have Schwarzenegger versus an alien. Yes. Yeah. Which is the obviously the entire point. The main thing that I thought Predator does uh, very well, which neither one of the movies, Predator and Predator 2, aren't, like, they're action movies with less action in them. Yeah. And they went a weird direction in Predator 2 because they said it in L.A. and it was super weird and stuff like that. But at the very least, what they do very well is show that the predator alien is like a respectful, honorable species. Yeah. yeah. They show like uh, at the end of Predator 1, uh, he respects Schwarzenegger because he was able to best him in combat type of thing. And then Predator 2, I think it's Danny Glover, they like he hands him a baseball and it's like, oh, yeah, this is some historical junk that I found over the course of time. And I'm yeah. a predator. But it's like there's a mutual respect, which I... They don't do a lot of the time in, in alien movies, so that's something different than <laughs> Those old trophies and stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, another controversial opinion along those lines is I actually liked the Predator reboot that they did, the more recent one. I thought that was a fun, fun movie. movie. Yeah. And I didn't uh, watch that yet. And I really, if I want that's like fine. a stupid, fun, just I want to relax and watch something cool, I enjoy the Alien vs. Predator movies yeah. a lot. Like, more but, than I should. Well, like, uh, an unhealthy it, amount. Was to, it not? to be fair, it's like the same type of thrill you get from watching Friday the 13th or any slasher, slasher slash monster movie. Yeah, because exactly. it's like, what I enjoy is it's literally like these two tight, like terrible titans that are just dueling it out. And humanity's just in the middle like, uh, time out? Can we, can we, ha- we can handle this. Actually, we can handle, no. Okay, never mind. We can't what, handle this. Was that the one where all the aliens... Oh, sorry. The the humans went to, like, the pyramid the structure? The temple thing? Yeah. And yeah. then they were like, yeah, this is what predators do. They capture an alien. They put it here. And then this is their, their like, birthright. No, it was like a... It was almost like a um, coming-of-age hunt sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was their... their they, what is it? That was in Antarctica, right? It was something like that. Yeah. yeah. Some place cold. Yeah. And then there's like a whole temple thing, and then it was like three predators come down to have their little rite of passage yeah. and fight an alien. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was really I like it when the when the the lore splices over and becomes like one together movie that you're like, okay, terrifying creature over here, terrifying dominant species over here. How do they interact? Oh, okay. So I guess the predators can deal with the aliens. Yeah. yeah. So Richard, I'm interested. How did you want to end on this terrible? terrible note with this movie well so here's the thing we last night we watched um a movie called the fourth kind which we kind of already gone over basically the whole concept of the movie is it's blair witch but for aliens yeah what's in your mouth what (laughs) oh oh (laughs) the mouth thing yeah yeah so there's multiple terrible scenes in it the whole like concept quickly falls apart in terms uh, what, what i said actually after we were done watching the movie is 
had this movie literally been released in the 90s when internet was not so readily available in your hand, the movie actually would have enthralled a lot more audiences because it does... It tries to be a found footage kind of thing. Well, and it basically says throughout the entire thing, like, this is real. And it tries to convince you throughout the entire movie constantly to say, this is real depictions. We have real footage next to the the dramatization actors and stuff like that. But then literally you pull out your phone, you look it up. Nope, the whole thing's fake. And then you just ruin the entire movie kind of for yourself. And even if you're trying to be truthful about it, like, you're like, okay, well, like, you have the real, like alien skeptic mind where you're like what's real let me find all the real bits it's like there's too many fake interviews versus quote-unquote might be real footage that it's like it's not even worth it trying to like separate what's real and what's not because you're even saying that in the quote-unquote real footage it was the director being the interviewer yeah one of the one of the recordings well and to make matters worse like three quarters of the way into the the movie where the weird like interviews start happening on camera the camera gets super blurry and then there's like stretched mouth parts that were clearly like CG weird like things and yeah. stuff like that. And the, the whole scene that Michael literally just mentioned with the quote is the the like main character, her mouth stretches and they're like, what's in there? Like saying that there's something inside of her and then she's speaking Sumerian. It's like really weird. Um, I, I don't know. The movie itself seemed like a really cool concept had it been released in the 90s. But other than that, it just is throwaway. Yeah, if it came out a long time ago, like now that I think about it, it probably would have more been more well-received. If not for the fact that they decided to kind of like pave their path with the storyline and then proceed to dig holes in the story <laughs> and then trip in those holes multiple times while they're trying to tell that story that they technically tell twice throughout the whole movie. Oh, and, and at the end of the movie, we had I had a discussion with you guys. I said, what's stupid is they laid a plot line down where they showed a police footage dude of a guy basically going crazy because the aliens and shooting his family and as well as himself in the head, right? Yep. Pretty dramatic portion but then later they try and retcon it by saying your husband shot himself committed suicide but we've already seen that aliens can cause that so you're you're whole trying to convince this person well not that it wasn't aliens just completely gets thrown out because in the beginning of the movie you show that that exact thing happens also the sheriff spends three quarters of the movie telling the wife we don't know how your husband died to all of a sudden after she's had her child be abducted and she's freaking out the sheriff's then like hey let me show you this photo he killed himself and it's like did you just find this now <laughs> yeah like did you just not want to tell her that, because she didn't want to you know yeah, she would she that, was apparently avoiding the trauma the whole the, movie that's when the officer looks at the camera and goes he killed himself wink. and then he shows the audience the picture <laughs> wink wink. Yeah. well and also with the, the sheriff weird, is the alien the weird flashback in the beginning where she witnessed her her husband get stabbed a bunch yeah and, and like they were like oh well sometimes in extreme traumatic moments you can hallucinate things it's like okay got it but i mean what a weird way to tell a story that like they laid all this all they laid all these things down only to signs you they'll so, just be like no even worse they unsolve mysteries you yeah because they're like nothing nothing comes from this and the to make matters worse then they do the epilogue where they're just like you may not believe this it's like an 80s movie it's like breakfast club it's like (laughs) 
hey, this person's still a doctor. This this sheriff retired. Also, blah blah blah. And it's like, come on. On I'm, all of their names, they also put alias, which they they had different names at the end of the movie than they than they, they did, did throughout the movie. movie. And even then, it was an alias. I'm like, why are you guys? <laughs> you've you've told us like three separate names already. Why are we getting this? Let alone at the beginning of the film. I love that they had um, Mila. Jovovich, who's the main actress of the movie, explained to you saying, this is based on true events. We have changed the names and professions, professions of, like the professions of the people the involved in which the means, film to protect them. Which means our main lady is not a, a therapist? No, I actually had the discussion with that's, Corey. I that's said, the profession they didn't change, apparently. Yeah, they didn't. They clearly didn't change the the, the medical um, people. The they officers. didn't change the officers. The two psychologists but that they have in But the that. people that they interviewed, I think, is the only people they were, quote-unquote, trying to protect. Which wasn't important to begin with, because At in all. the movie, they never tell you their profession to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Even if it was real or false. Yeah, <laughs> but... I, no, 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 okay. she wasn't a therapist. It's okay, she was a doctor. So... <laughs> I don't want to end on us kind of like bashing this movie it's a bad too movie much though. because it is a bad movie. But I will admit the one thing that I thought was done really well in this movie was the scene where she is recording with the voice recorder herself the very first time where she's kind of saying like, I got to figure all this stuff out. This stuff's weird. And then you see her stop for a second like she's passed out and and then she kind of oh, wakes yeah. herself again and then she finishes the recording. And then that loops and then back later around later in the movie. In the movie, yeah, they loop back to that where there's actually a much larger period of time that happened in between her waking back up that you weren't aware of because they kind of show you this forced perspective of the the psychiatrist and i thought that was really well done i thought that was that was in probably fact, also the most freaky part of the entire movie honestly yeah with the whole like sumerian thing because it that. had a lot of build-up that hadn't occurred in that movie so far and yeah I, I think that was interesting and if they had more of that that would have been really cool especially if they had some sort of weird transition with the owl they kept mentioning instead of just yeah. having the That's owl show up once or twice and then turn its head around with the camera really ominously yeah unfortunate very yeah so very good cryptic movie yes (laughs) no No. (laughs) not at all not at all um but i mean obviously i think that really the movie itself very much segues into our next episode where we'll probably end up covering abductions we'll cover what it tried to do a lot better than probably what it did do yeah so we're gonna try and talk about aliens in our actual world that we live in um are they out there do we believe in them types of them stuff like that the truth so is out there be be excited uh if you don't like aliens just listen to us i guess uh and we'll try and make it entertaining for you and we'll, um, we'll cover uncover the absolute truth about area 51 uh, on our 51st we're gonna be episode. on national geographic now oh yeah and this was our 50th <laughs> episode so yeah, yeah go us yeah. um but yeah if you guys have any alien movies that you really enjoy um or even just movies that have aliens maybe they're bad movies but the aliens themselves are cool let us know um we're always interested our link for any social media is in the description we've got a link tree for you and if you can rate review and subscribe that helps a lot michael do you have any weird things to say uh no like uh like normal uh you gotta we gotta welcome you back we gotta welcome you leaving uh (laughs) um and as a uh throw out to my favorite boring movie stay muddy